Isaiah chapter 55, verse 1 to 7. Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread, and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me, and eat what is good, and your soul will delight in the richest affair. Give ear and come to me, hear me, that your soul may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. May my faithful love promise to David, see I have made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and commander of the peoples. Surely you will summon nations you know not, and nations that do not know you will hasten to you. Because the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has endowed you with splendor. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the evil man his thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on him and to our God, for he will freely pardon. Thanks, Brooke. Is this on? We're thinking about it. Hey! A thing. That's good. How we doing? Three out. Jack was the loudest with I'm okay. I'll take it. Well, this is Ramon. Pretty cool name. Uh, Ramon, uh, he was involved a lot online, right? He liked to chat a lot. He had his Insta DMs going. He had his Facebook going. And one day, he met a girl online. <laughs> Ooh la la. Paola. She's all face, actually. She's just all face. He met Paola online. He's, they started chatting. It started off like, you know, maybe once a week. Then it got a little bit more, a couple times a week. Then daily, every, like every minute, every day, for weeks, for months, went to years, right? They're calling each other, they're messaging, they're, they're dating. Oh... Spicy, right? Thing is, thing is, Paola, very sad, she lives in another state. And so he actually hasn't, he hasn't met her yet, but that's okay, because they're in love. And so that's fine. They got plans to meet, and one day she goes, Roman, my, my phone's dead, I need to buy another phone so I can message you and call you and all that type of stuff, but I've got no money. And he says... No worries, I'll send you 200 bucks. What a great guy. So he sends her 200 bucks. And she goes, thank you, best boyfriend ever, love you, right? Then her birthday comes around. And this was a couple of years ago. So he sends her a Nintendo Wii when they, I don't even know if you can buy them anymore, right? But he sends her one of those. Thank you, Roman, you're the best, right? What a guy. Then Paola falls on hard times in life, everyone. Very sad. And so, Roman, he, he sends her a couple of dollars, a couple thousand dollars to help her get through. He just keeps putting it through and eventually he figures, you know what, I'm going to save time if I just give her my bank details so she can just get it as she needs. Because, like, you know, she asks, I give, she asks, I give. How about I just give her my bank details? So he does it. He gives her a bank, his bank details. What a BF, right? But eventually, Roman's like, it's been like over a year now, I'd love to meet my girlfriend. That'd be a nice thing, right? That'd be a nice thing to do. But every time that he tries, something happens. Her car breaks down, so she couldn't make it. 
Her flight just got cancelled out of the blue. She couldn't make it. Her friend has a baby. Her mum gets sick. Her dog gets sick. Her friend has another baby somehow. No one knows, right? And Ramon figures, you know what? That's just tough luck. What are you going to do? So he keeps trying. He keeps trying over and over again. More money, more money, more money. His friends start to get a little bit suspicious at this point, right? They're getting a little bit sus. And they're thinking, I don't know if this power chick is who she says she is. I think something's up here. So they plan, you know what, let's just go to her house. You've been sending her stuff for ages. Let's just go there, we'll surprise her, it'll be romantic, it'll be great. So they fly. That's how you fly, right? And they get to her door. They get to her door and out comes Paola. Wow, what a moment. Lays his eyes on his girlfriend, except she looks like this. doesn't exist. It's this dude. I don't know, maybe he's Paul, I don't know, right? It was this guy all along, faking it to get free stuff, and he got so much, and Ramon's like, what have I done? Like, what's going on? This guy ripped off old mate Ramon big time, hey? That's massive, that's hectic. I reckon for a little bit, you're like, ah, that's pretty funny, what a sucker, (laughs) But it's actually pretty sad, hey? Like, imagine if if that was your mate that you were trying to tell what you really thought was going on. When you hear that, you go, oh, man, I actually hate to hear that. Why can't someone just open their eyes and see that they're they're just getting ripped off? They're not getting the deal that they thought they were getting. You're being ripped off, dude. What are you doing? But isn't it the case often when you're getting ripped off yourself, you, you can't see it really well. Other people from the outside can go, dude, why can't it's so clear? But when you're in it, you can't see it. Here's the thing that we're going to see tonight. We are all trying to be ripped off. A massive rip-off is taking place. Tonight we're going to look at the passage that we just had read for us and we're going to see there's two deals on the table. There's two to choose from. One of them is actually really good. It's just a hands-down, it's a really good deal. But the other one, it looks good, it looks legit, but it is a rip-off. It promises one thing and it delivers another. It promises a power and delivers this guy. And there's a good chance you're falling for it and you can't see it. Sometimes it's hard to admit when we're falling for a trick. But my hope tonight is that we'll all come open and humble and ready to see and see if we've fallen for it or not, because it's huge if we have. I want us to see those two deals on the table, so we can see them rightly and make the best decision. And so here it is, here's the first big thing for tonight. We're going to look at the best deal in the history of ever. Check it out, verse 1, Isaiah 55 verse 1, come all you who are thirsty, come to the waters, and you who have no money, Come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Can you see the word that's just repeated over and over and over and over again there? What is it? It's come. Come on. It's this invitation, right? Come over here. As you keep reading, you see it's an invitation from God. God is making an invitation to people. And what's He inviting you to take? 
Well, it's in there, right? There's three types of drinks that he's inviting you to take. Can you see him? Now, I don't, he's, I don't think he's being literal here. It's not like God's got this table and he puts down one Mount Franklin, one Coles milk and a bottle of wine and says, can I tempt you to have these? That would make, like, that's a, that's a bad deal and he's a terrible dietitian, right? That's a bad thing. I think they stand for things, right? It's a picture. The water, you've got the, the thing you need to live. You need this. The thirsty need this to live. You've got milk, it's the thing that helps you grow and nourish Wine, it's, it's joy, it's overflow, it's just great. God's invitation is come and feast and have all that you need, everything you need, and He's offering it. But what are those things actually? So there's a picture going on, but what's He saying? Well, check out the next verse. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labour on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me, and eat what is good, and you will delight in the riches of fear. Give ear and come to me. Listen that you might live. Now, what's the thing repeated in that bit? Listen. Listen. Give ear. Listen. The thing that we need to live, to grow, to, to flourish, there's these words. There's a message. And whatever it is, it's the thing we need the most. We need it more than anything. And so, what is it? What's the message we need? We'll check out verse 6. Seek the Lord where He may be found. Call on Him while He is near. Let the wicked forsake their ways. Let the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord and He will have mercy on them. And to our God, for He will freely pardon. It's a clear message, right? If you turn back to God, He will pardon you. He'll wipe your slate clean. He will forgive you. That is the thing we need. We're all thirsty looking for it, and he goes, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. I will forgive you. It's like the unlimited subway refills on a hot summer day. You just need it. It's like sitting through school, summer, 40 degrees, and you finally get out and just jump into the ocean. That feeling of refreshment that you just feel, I just needed that. That's the feeling that God says, I've got that. Being forgiven by me is that, the thing you need most. And it's only possible because of what Jesus has done. If you were with us last week, we looked at chapter 53, and it says this, He was pierced, Jesus, for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquity. It's our sins, right? The punishment that brought us peace was on Him, and by His wounds, we are healed. We're healed, we're able to have this because Jesus was punished instead of us. 700 years after that was written, Jesus rocks up and does just that, so that we could be forgiven. Isn't that amazing? So that now we can actually do this, verse 1. We come and buy this water. We can have it without cost. It's free. Trust in Jesus. I think this is a beautiful passage, right? I chat to a bunch of people who think that being a Christian, Christianity, all that type of stuff, it's just a bit of a buzzkill. And maybe that's, maybe that's you tonight, right? You think it's a bit of a buzzkill. But do you hear the words of Isaiah 55? This is not a, a boring life that God is offering. It's a beautiful life. And so if you're a Christian and you've got this, enjoy that. It's a life to be enjoyed. When Jesus rocks up, he doesn't say, I've come to bring boredom and all the boredom you can imagine. He says, I've come 
that they may have life. Life to the full, life to the max, 11 out of 10 life. That is what I've come to bring, says Jesus. Christians, what you have is the best thing you can have. It's the thing you need most and it's the thing you've been given by by God. Christianity isn't about restriction. Try and not do as much as you can. Jesus says, who he sets free is really free. They're truly, truly free. Being a Christian isn't about just this set list of things that you do. It's a whole new life of freedom and beauty because you are known and loved by the God of the universe. Unconditionally. That's a beautiful life. That's a great life. Maybe we don't share the gospel with others enough because we just don't get how good it is. Maybe if we knew how good it was more, we'd share it more. Christianity is not a buzzkill because the God who it's about is not a buzzkill. He's not a buzzkill either. God is not this boring guy in the sky who just gives us a bunch of rules. So he's like, if you can just live the most miserable life possible, that would be great. I'd really love... He's not that. Did you hear what he's like in verse 1? Look at it again. Come all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. You have no money, come, buy, eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. God is good and he gives good things because he's a good God. He invites people, come and share in my goodness. Come and share in my blessing because that's what he's like. He's not stingy. And I wonder, what would your life look like if you acted more like the God you follow? How would that, inviting at cost to yourself, how would it shape a night at youth for you? How would it shape a day at school for you? Where you sit, who you talk to, who you interact with, who you join in with, who you invite to do something, how you care for people. I wonder how that would change it. But guys, God has laid a cracker of a deal on the table for us, hasn't he? What a great deal. Back in relationship, forgiven by him, free. Free because of what Jesus has done. So why doesn't everyone just take this up? It seems obvious, right? It's a great deal. Just take it up. Well, it's not the only deal on the table is the problem. There is another deal. And the other deal, it looks pretty good. It actually does look pretty good. It looks appetizing. It looks like, actually, that's pretty good value. I might take that. But here's the thing. That other deal, the world is ripping you off. This is the biggest scam since Roman and Paolo, right? You notice the other option. It's in verse 2. So we've got that good option in verse 1. Check out verse 2. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labour on what does not satisfy. The option here is spend heaps, get nothing. Some people are spending and not getting when they could be getting and not spending. Do you see those two options? Do you see why one is clearly worse than the other one? I reckon reckon we've all got a mate who's just an expert in bad decisions. Do you guys have that mate? And you're like, you're a bad decision factory. You just 
pump them out. One, uh, if you're like, I don't think I have a mate, like, it's probably you, right? So watch out for that. Or you've got that mate who, you know, he buys things that he just doesn't need. He's like, I've got no petrol, but boy, I could use another weed control. You're like, dude, buy petrol. Like, you can't get anywhere. Go and get it. I, I was a bit of this, right? Um, I was about to get married. I was about to get married. And my mates thought they would do something nice and just organise a nice day for me. Um, it actually wasn't the nicest day, right? Um, they made me do a couple of embarrassing things. So they made me dress like this. And I had to wrestle people at, the, at um, Terrigal Beach. So there's the crowd. I had to wrestle my friends one by one. I was exhausted. That was the worst. But I had a theme song and stuff. It was pretty cool, right? right? Anyway, after this. They take my phone, they take my wallet, and they give me two bucks. And they go, see you at Evoca. And they all drive off. I'm, le- I'm dressed like this, and I'm left there just going like, well, what, what do I do? And I was like, okay, there's a, bu- it's, oh, there's a bus coming. It's going to take a little while, but that seems like my out. I got my two bucks, but I'm starving. Like, I'm pretty hungry. I had to wrestle, long hair weighing me down. Two bucks. Bus? Coles muffins. <laughs> I took the muffins. I spent the two bucks. I ate the muffins. <laughs> they were not very good. But I, like, at the moment, I was like, actually, I could, I could buy them. But I needed the bus. That was the thing I very clearly needed to get where I was going. And I didn't take it. Now, lots of you would call that a bad decision. And... <laughs> I would be forced to agree with you, right? I ditched the thing that I just, I obviously needed for this thing that was kind of good for a little bit. That's a bad decision. That is the thing going on in verse 1 and 2 here. People are making a terrible decision. They're spending and not getting when they could be getting without spending. That is the worst deal in the history of trade deals Ever. That is a terrible, terrible deal. These people are trying to get satisfied, verse 2. They're trying to get satisfied. They're trying to be free. And God sits there and he looks at it and he says, Why are you why are you doing this? Why would you possibly do this? It can't satisfy you, the thing that you're looking for. And we laugh about it, right? But we have all been sold that lie. We have all been sold this lie. We all have times where we take it as well and we accept it. And some of you are still buying it now. We are all about being satisfied. How can I be satisfied? We're always trying, we're always searching, we're always looking. And we'll do anything to get it. I just want to be satisfied. I just want to have enough. And we, we think that if we just work more and think about it more and do things that we can, we can do enough to be satisfied, get what we want, finally be happy, finally have enough. We're doing the exact thing that we laugh out of it in verse 2. We work and work and work on what just won't satisfy us. It just can't. And I reckon one of the most common ways that we search for this satisfaction is by looking for other people's approval. We just want to be liked. 
if I can just be liked, that'll be enough. It hurts when I'm not like, I'll do anything for that. Life will be good if I'm popular and liked. And the place that we look for that the most? Here. You know, on average, people check their, t- their phone 80,000 times a year. Every couple minutes, every three minutes. Some of you, much more than that, I imagine. Because the social media that we've got in our phone is just this universe of approval. Come and get it. We're glued to our likes. We're staring at our comments. We're just, we're fixed on the views that we get. We pre-plan the things that we're going to post. Then we get the shot of the thing that we've planned the exact right way. And, And then we crop it the exact way so you don't get my bad side. And then we filter it in just the right way. And then we post it at exactly the right time when the most people will see it and the most people will like it. We do all of this so someone will say, you look good. We do all of it so someone will say, actually, great, great job. All of that effort, day after day, time after time, for approval. But why labour on what does not satisfy? Social media has it's conditioned us to feed on little bursts of approval. Every like, ah, I got a bit, I got a bit, I got a bit. You know, they've done studies on this. The more that you look at your phone, the more likely you are to have depression and anxiety. We search and we search and we try and we try. We want the approval, but then we, and we get it. But now I've got that, I need more. We look and look for satisfaction, for approval, and we never get it. We never get it. Asena O'Neill was at the top of the Instagram game, right? 600,000 followers, killing it, getting paid a bunch. A couple of years ago, she deleted it all, got rid of it. Why? Well, this is what she said. Being born into this screen-dominated age, we're taught to mould ourselves in order to gain the most social validation, the most likes, the most views, the most follows, as much approval as I can get. The popularity made me feel great and satisfied? No. It made me feel trapped in a cycle that becomes more empty, lonely, hateful, jealous, and insecure. You're longing for attention and affection in places where you can never get it, never have enough. And some of you might not do it online, but you do it in the way you act the crowd you hang with, the way you speak, the way you dress, the things you do, all made so that someone will approve. From the outside, it just looks like you're really cool and you look like you've got it all sorted, but you know, and only you can, that deep down, the reason you do it is for approval of others so that I can be satisfied. When you do that, you spend and spend without getting when you could be getting without spending. If you're honest, there's this hole, this hole of need and and longing in you, no matter how you look on the outside, no matter how much it looks like you've got it all together. And God knows that even better than you do. He's the one who made you the way you are. God knows it. 
and he has you in mind in the seat tonight as he says, why do you spend your money for bread which is not bread? And why do you labour for things that cannot satisfy you? They can't. The best deal in the history of ever stands, genuine approval from the God of the universe. The one who will never leave you, the one who will never hurt you, the one who forgives, the one who dies for you, the one who loves. Unconditional. A father who really, really loves and always will. But here's the thing you've got to know about that deal, right? We've seen the good one, we've seen the rip-off, but the good one, time's running out. Time is running out. Look at verse 6. Did you notice this in verse 6 when we looked at it? Check it out. Seek the Lord while he may be found, call on him while he was near. Do you notice what it says there at the back half of each bit? Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. What does that tell you? There's a time coming when he won't be found, where he will be too far gone. This is not like an EB game sale. Have you seen those? I'm pretty sure you can see them from space. But they make such a big deal out of it. They're like, sale, 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 ending, 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 ending Friday. And you get to Friday and they're like, psych, new sale, ending next Friday. Like, they're just, they're always on. If you ever buy from them when it's not on a sale, you are a sucker, right? These things never end. The offer that God has given you will actually end. There's a time coming when God says, that's actually enough. I gave you your shot, you didn't take it. You've got until the day you die or until Jesus comes back to say yes or no. Now, we don't know when Jesus is coming back. The Bible says it's coming soon. But we also don't know when we're going to die. And we assume this one a bit. There's a, um, a little sticky note that I have on my desk where I do all my work at home. And it says, tomorrow is promised to no one. But we assume it is. But tomorrow is promised to no one. No one gets promised that because we just don't know when it's coming. There was a cricketer called Phil Hughes. You remember Phil Hughes? He was playing at the top of his game, right? Playing for New South Wales, the thing he loved, the top. He was one of the best. One of the best. He got hit with a ball in the head and he died. He didn't get to January 1 that year and go, I could, I'll probably die this year. He didn't wake up that morning thinking, oh, I might die today. As he was putting on his shoes and his pads and picking up his bat and putting, he wasn't thinking, I might die in this game. As the bowler ran at him with the ball in his hand, he wasn't thinking, this could be my last moment. But he died. Because tomorrow is promised to no one. It's promised to no one. One of my favourite verses in the Bible, there's a lot of them, right? It's a big book, right? But it's in 2 Corinthians 6 and it says this, I tell you, now is the time of God's favour, now is the day of salvation. Tomorrow is promised to no one, but today is the day of salvation. Today is not the day for just living the dream that you want. Today is the day of salvation where you can take God up on His offer while it's still there. 
Today is not the day of running and searching for approval from others. Today is the day of salvation where God's offer still stands for a short time. You've only got a short time. Don't believe the lie that you don't. Because after you die, that chance is gone. It is really gone. I know people for for whom that's true. They thought they had more. They didn't take God up on His offer. That is a terrible thing. But hear God's call. Come all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. You have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money, without cost. Verse 6, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their ways, get rid of them. Let the unrighteous forsake their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord and he will have mercy. And to our God, and He will freely pardon. It's a promise. It's a guarantee. And so if you haven't done that yet, do it. Do it. Feast for free. Take God up on His offer. Why spend and get nothing when you can get without spending? Seek the Lord. He's there. He's holding out His hand. Take it. He will have mercy. He will forgive you no matter what. Some of you have been here around with us for a while and you've heard it and you've heard it and you've thought about it. Take it. Tomorrow is promised to no one. Today is the day of salvation. Let tonight be the night where you look back and go, that was the day I took God up on His offer because it's still here and we don't know when it won't be. And if you have taken God up on His offer, which I know so many of you have, you've come to the waters, you've eaten and you've drunk and you've turned back to the Lord Do you know the biggest thing you can do? Enjoy it. Actually enjoy it. We don't follow a to-do list. We follow our Father. We follow Jesus who died for us. We have life to the full, the actual best life. Don't Don't believe the lie that says it's not. It is the best. Our God isn't just this thing to be studied. It's our Father who we relate to. And so enjoy it. Actually enjoy it. Because it is the best life. It is life to the full, life to the max. Own it. Love it. Just delight. Enjoy it. Let's pray. Father, we want to thank you for your word to us tonight. We thank you for the, the invitation, the offer freely to come and feast, to drink, to be freely forgiven. Thank you for the promise that if we turn to you, you will freely pardon. You wipe our slate clean. We thank you so much for Jesus. Thank you that he accomplished this for us, that by his work on the cross, he paid it all so that we can come free. We ask for those who haven't taken you up on that offer yet, we pray they would tonight. We pray that the thing stopping them, you take away. We pray that they would turn and trust you and we praise you that you will forgive them because you promised it. And for those who have taken you up, we pray that you would help us always to actually enjoy it, to be thankful for the feast we've been given and enjoy our life to the full. Amen? Amen.